Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. So glad you're with us once again on Smart Simple Wealth, the podcast that's going to help show you the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. Walter Storholt here alongside Carrie. She is the estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas and in Texas as well. You can find the team online by going to QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. Don't forget to check out the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit that's available to you for free on QureshiLaw.com. We'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up on today's episode. Carrie, thanks so much for joining us this time around. Looking forward to another great call with you. Yeah, good to be here, Walter. How are you today? Pretty well, and I know that we've got some uh, fun things to talk about today. You know, we had a lot of fun discussing that quote from Billy Graham on the last program. And so it kind of got us thinking in that sort of quote world, popular sayings, popular proverbs, axioms, idioms, all those kinds of things. That's about all the (laughs) synonyms I can think of for (laughs) sayings and whatnot. And wanted to maybe have some fun on today's episode to see what those popular sayings and proverbs, some of the great ones that are out there, can teach us indeed about money, even if they weren't initially intended to be about such things. I think we can draw some cool comparisons there. So we're going to do that in a few moments. We're also going to answer a listener question when we open up the mailbag a little bit later on from Terrence. Terrence has a dad in his 90s and his health is starting to decline. And so they're going to, uh, got a couple of questions revolving dad's aging estate. And so some good questions there to consider and think about as well. All that coming up on today's program. But yeah, let's start off with some of these proverbs and see what kind of financial lessons we can draw from them, Carrie. There's one that I've, I remember hearing this one as a kid and then being like, I have no idea what that means. And then as I got a little older, I guess you finally start to, you know, some of these start to make a little bit more sense. It's kind of like the, you know, you watch a Toy Story or a kid's movie these days with your kids and there's jokes that just kind of go right over their head, but make the adults laugh. This was a, right. this was a saying that, that basically had that same effect to me for a long time. But what about a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Yeah, I think I heard that a lot growing up. And I think, you know, really what the Proverbs trying to tell us is that it's sometimes best to focus on what you already have instead of worrying about trying to get more. And I think that this is great when you're tying it into your financial life. Everybody is different regarding the amount of risk they're willing to take with their money. But at some point in time, you should probably be more focused on not losing what you already have versus trying to make more money and more in gains. And so I think that, you know, like I said, every investor is different. But as we get older, I mean, you get closer to retirement, you really want to take less risk. It's a really hard one for people to embrace, though, right? I mean, we can all sit here and agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Be content. Be happy with what you have. Don't try and go for that second, you know, second bird in the the bush or the two of them that are there. But gosh, it's just uh, it's so hard. It goes against human nature in many ways. Oh, oh, yeah. It's so tempting because we always want what we don't have, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so there's always a trade-off to that. And just like with investing, you know, maybe there's ways to preserve the majority of what you have and maybe take a little bit of risk for some people that are comfortable and do want to go after those two in the bush. But you don't want to throw away everything that you've worked so hard for just for a chance of you know, making more. Hmm. That's a really important point, though, isn't it? That this this doesn't necessarily apply to your entire financial life, just the portions of, say, your portfolio you're not willing 
to lose. If this is your baseline, this is going to cover your bills in retirement. That's the money that you really want this saying to you know impress upon. That's what you need to be content with and not try and risk all of that just to get a little bit more. But if it's fun money, if it's money you're okay losing, then you don't have to necessarily follow this advice. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, a big difference if that's your covering your essential needs or if it's just, you know, wants or wishes, you know, like, okay, well, if I make money on this deal, that's going to buy me my new boat. Right. Okay. But you, don't, you can live without the boat if you lose money. Okay. Lesson, lesson learned, but you're not losing money to pay utilities, right. uh, mortgage, you Dinner. know. Yeah. Those yeah, dinner. Dinner is very important. Yes, yes. Very big <laughs> deal. Well, you, you tee me up nicely for the next saying we were going to bring up here. Speaking of boats, and the other thing that amazes me about sayings and these proverbs, there's so much wisdom in so few words, right? They're all so simple, and yet they have so much to unpack in each of these. A rising tide lifts all boats. What's the financial lesson there? Well, I think with that, what it's saying, you know, with tying it into the investments and the markets, if the market is going up, and you are invested in the market and you own, you know, a broad diversification of the market, you're going to make money. It's the same principle. If the market is going to go down, you're probably going to lose money. But no matter what you think or what, you know, your website you visited or guru you've talked to on stocks, you know, for a hot stock tip, you're probably not going to outsmart the system as a whole and make money when everybody else is losing. And so that's why for us, when we're helping clients with their investments, I'll tell them, I said, if you want me to predict the next stock that's going to go up, that's not me. That's not what we do. If you want to have a broad diversification and have economic-based um, portfolios that are meant to work for a very long period of time and to build wealth, then we need to own everything in the market, and that's how we would invest your money. That's a really good point. I think the rising tide lifts all boats one is an easier one to grasp than maybe certain ones and, and kind of easy to understand that we're all going to benefit from some things. But this also works the reverse, right? A falling tide sinks all boats, I guess would be the way to put that one. <laughs> Right. But the good thing about the markets is people have to remember not to panic when the market does go down. Because if you look at our history, long term, equities are the greatest wealth creation tool you know, that exists. And so you have to be able to not only participate in a rising tide, but you have to be able to, you know, ride the storm through when the markets are going down and wait for them to come back up. The biggest losers are the ones that always panic and they go to get the cash at exactly the wrong time. Yeah. Good points, Carrie. Here's another one for you. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Now, I always thought this one really was kind of a financial connection. So I think this one is one of the ones that gets overused probably the most. We've always heard about this, um, and it really talks about diversification when it comes to investing. We don't want to own one stock. We don't want to own one mutual fund. When it comes to discipline and a long-term investment strategy, you really want to own a piece of the entire market to be successful. Yeah, really important to remember that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think we can all embody that saying pretty well and understand what it means. So you see a lot of this with uh, like people owning company stock at the place where they're also working seems to kind of be another exemplification of this particular saying. So lots mm -hmm. of different examples and parallels we could draw there. Uh, one more for you. Uh, one man's trash, another man's treasure. Where is that true in the financial landscape? 
Mm. Yeah, I think for that, you know, some investments might not make sense for one person, but for the other, it may be a great fit. And so I think as investors, we have to be really careful that we're not making broad generalizations about certain investments being good or being bad. Yeah, it's kind of interesting on that one, because you would think that any financial product or situation that would be good for one person, well, it's money. If it's going up or it's making them more, it's a good fit. Well, it should work for me too, but that's not always the case. Right. And that's why I think everybody needs to sit down with an advisor or if they're doing it on their own, they really need to look at what's best for them in their specific situation and not necessarily something that might be working for a friend or neighbor. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Are there any other sayings that I didn't mention today that you've personally garnered a great financial lesson from? Well, I think probably one of my favorites that relates to what we're talking about today is Proverbs 15.22, which says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And I think what that means, I don't necessarily agree with many advisors. I think one or two trusted advisors would probably be enough. But what, what it's trying to say is that we as humans, we tend to make decisions based on emotion. And then we come back and we justify those decisions with facts, facts to support the course of action that we want to take, whether it's right or wrong. We logically, you know, make us believe that we're doing the right thing. And sometimes this works. But other times, an emotion first, facts second approach can really lead to disaster. And that's in the legal or the financial world. And so feelings can and frequently do cloud your judgment. And so by seeking advice and wise counsel from the people that we trust, from experts in the field, even if they might not agree with you, hopefully they can help you avoid some of those pitfalls and problems. And so it really comes down to having good advice and that that good advice is critical to long-term success in whatever we do in life. I think it's a great point, Carrie. So keep that in mind. Keep that kind of in the back of your mind as we cover these different financial proverbs on today's show. Do any of these resonate with you? Are you putting all of your eggs in one basket? Have you been putting at risk money that you're going to need for the future just to try and catch a little bit more? That bird in the hand, two in the bush saying, kind of resonating with us. Or if you're kind of feeling invincible because the rising tide of the market that we've been on for quite a while now has just sort of made you feel invincible again and you've kind of forgotten about 2008. Maybe the rising tide lifts all boats mantra will kind of spark you into uh, taking a second look, uh, a reevaluation of your financial situation. How does it also fit in with your financial life and legacy planning? Are all of those things in tune and working together? And if not, if there are any question marks about your plan, uh, I invite you to give a call to Carrie, talk it out with her, seek out that advisor. Remember, with advisors, you succeed. I guess in Proverbs, they weren't talking necessarily about financial advisors specifically. In <laughs> probably not. That statement. Yeah. So probably many advisors in different arenas in that particular example. But I think the case still holds true. Seek that counsel. Seek guidance from someone who's done these kinds of things with many people before. That's the challenge. You've This is your first time ever planning for your legacy, most likely. You're only gonna do it once, and you only have one chance to really get it right, whereas legacy planning is something Carrie's doing every day, so she's got great experience. It's like that in a lot of things in life, as we know. So if you wanna seek that counsel, seek that guidance, just talk about your plan. You could do so by calling 870-275-4304. That's 870 275 
4304 or go online to QureshiLaw.com. Carrie, you've also put together a family wealth protection toolkit. Tell me a little bit more about what's in that toolkit and who that's a good fit for. Right. Well, the toolkit is something that we built ourselves. It's exclusive to Crazy Law Firm, but it includes two of my books that I've written. One is on estate planning. It's called 30 Dozen, 12 Costly Mistakes That Families Make in Their Estate Plans with great information in that. The other book is called Smart Simple Investing, an Attorney's View on Personal Finance. And that covers more the financial and the tax situation. And then we have a lot of other great articles and reports really helping people make smart decisions about their integrated legal and life planning. And so that's a physical box that goes out when you request it, probably over $200 worth of goodies in there that we send to you completely free of charge. And so, like you said, you can go to the website at crazylaw.com or give us a call to get that free toolkit. Again, QureshiLaw.com. You'll see the place there on the website to order that toolkit. I will put a link to that in the description of today's episode. And you can also call that number 870-275-4304. There you have it, popular proverbs and what they can teach us about money. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's that part of the Smart Simple Wealth podcast where we get to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better, asking her kind of off the wall and random questions each week. We're taking you back to elementary school with that kind of question that you would probably ask your elementary school friends uh, back in the day, Carrie. If you were on a deserted island, but you were able to take three things with you, which three things would you take? Mm, yeah, this. hopefully this never happens. Um, I never want to be on a deserted island. But the first thing I would have to take is sunscreen because I'm assuming it's <laughs> going to be in the tropics and it's sunny. And for me, I'm, I'm very light skinned. I don't tan well. I always tell people I come in two colors, white and red. <laughs> and so I'd have to waste my first item on sunscreen. Otherwise, you'd be stricken to a cave or under the palm fronds, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that would be my first one. And then I think I would need like a machete or a big knife, some kind of tool because I'm going to, ha- I'm, I'm very practical. Something I need to be building some sort of hut or shelter. Yeah. And then I think for my third one, I'm really, I'm, com- I'm conflicted. I'd either need a canteen for water because that's really important. But I also know that I can't start a fire on my own by just rubbing sticks. So I don't know if it would be a canteen or a fire starter. Yeah, the fire one would be, seems like that would be really important just for, for cooking and yeah. keeping warm. And that would, that would be a definitely an important thing to have. Right. I might have to give the canteen up and maybe I could make some type of bowl or something out of coconut shells or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you can use those palm fronds and then kind of collect water that way. I think that's, okay. I'm thinking of the movie Castaway and all the things Tom Hanks did to survive when he was on the deserted island. And I think he used, was it an ice skate that put, that floated up in a, in a delivery box from the FedEx plane? There was like, he had found a pair of ice skates and he made that into his cutting tool. So that was kind of mm-hmm. fi- figure, figure skates. Yeah. So, yeah, I like those answers. Those those work pretty well. I think, you know, a fishing pole might be, you know, if you could somehow have that. Or we could kind of cheat and say, I'd like a plane, a boat, and uh, a, f- right, a right. flare. Right, right. I was trying not to go that route. <laughs> like, I need my iPhone and my iPad. <laughs> right, right. We'll make it a little bit more realistic. Um, I'd say a net to catch fish, or at least to catch the bait. If we're on a deserted island, that would maybe be helpful. And then, yeah, I think you got to have the cutting, the cutting tool. Otherwise, life's going to be tough. 
that's going to make a lot of things simpler, having something to, to cut in a, a tool like that, that you might not be able to find out as much in nature. So, yeah, that's an interesting, right, yeah. interesting Annette, question. And that would be good. Yeah, I probably wouldn't waste mine on sunscreen because that's that's not going to last very long for you. So then you might as well have not had it to begin with. But I can see how someone who burns easily would definitely want that as part of the part of the plan. So pretty cool. Well, there you have it. Getting to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better on today's show. Now it's time to get to know you a little bit better. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So we get to know you better by answering your questions here on the program each and every time around. And we've got a good one this time from Terrence in Pocahontas. Terrence says, my dad is in his 90s and his health is starting to decline. Would it be wise for him to start giving money to me and my sister while he's still alive so that we don't have to deal with so much estate tax? We've also talked about him signing over his house to us. Okay. Yeah, this is a common question and it comes up a lot. But the first thing I would want to point out is that the estate tax or the death tax, there's a lot of hype over it. Everybody says, oh, I don't want to pay the estate tax or the death tax. And we don't. But right now, if someone passed away in 2019, the estate tax exemption is $11.4 million. And so for someone that passes away in this year, the first $11.4 million of their estate that is passed on, there is no tax. So if he's under that threshold of his total net worth under the 11.4 million, there's no need to worry about an estate tax or a death tax. Um, That's the federal exemption. There is no state death tax in Arkansas. And so if he's over that exemption, then we would talk about it. Um, If he's under it, there's no worries about it. There are some problems with signing over the house. Um, This comes up a lot in conversations, whether it's failing health, maybe needing to go into a nursing home or to qualify for Medicaid. The biggest problem with signing over the house while he is living, you're making a gift, a lifetime gift. And when you do that, then you can create some serious income tax problems for the person that is getting the house. And so, for example, if your father gifted you and your sister the house now, you would actually inherit your father's cost basis in that house when he first got it. And so if you sold it for a profit, you would pay significantly more in income taxes versus if you inherit that upon his death. And when you inherit something upon death, that cost basis that your father had, it would be stepped up. And stepped up just means it would be stepped up to whatever the fair market value was as of the date of death. Basically, you would pay less in tax when you get that stepped up basis. And I know that that's, you know, pretty technical, but we'd also have to look if your father did need to go into nursing home care or need Medicaid because there's a five year look back period if he made any gifts. So if he gifted money out or if he gave someone the house, um, those are all potential issues on on Medicaid. And so this seems simple enough, but it's actually a pretty complex area of the law. And so this is something that I would really strongly suggest sitting down and talking with an attorney about to make sure that you're doing the right decision, not only for your dad, but also for you and your sister once he's passed away. Yeah, it's a really good question, Terrence. And like Carrie said, it's a popular one too. A lot of people wondering about the best ways to navigate this portion of life. And that's why we do this podcast, to answer questions like that, to show you how the legal life 
and financial decisions that all revolve around this stage of life, you know, kind of work together and integrate into one another. And this is why it's so important to have all of those different arms talking to each other. The right hand has to know what the left hand is doing. It all goes together. And this is another great example of it. So good to know. It sounds like there's some options there for Terrence Carey and that the, the family has some different directions that they can go and some more things to explore for sure. So thank you once again for joining us on Smart Simple Wealth this week. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi. Carrie, thank you for the time. We appreciate it as always. Yep. Thank you, Walter. Again, if you've got any questions for Carrie, you can email her, Carrie at QureshiLaw.com. Check out QureshiLaw.com for more podcasts, great information and resources, the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit that you can get for free. That's sort of your starter guide for financial, legal, and life planning. Check that out, Family Wealth Protection Toolkit. Or you can call 870-275-4304 if you've got questions for Carrie. 870-275-4304. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Smart simple wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.